Hi, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Queen's Gambit's podcast. And we have um, a really exciting guest today to talk a bit about her work and nonprofits in general. This is a part of our nonprofits in, in Pittsburgh series. And I'm a huge fan of this organization, Humane Action Pittsburgh, which I'm sure everyone knows about and the impact that they do in the region. Uh, Natalie Awish is the Vice President of Humane Action Pittsburgh, and she's done a lot of work in the community. Last year, she was uh, 40 under 40, and we're really excited to chat with her today. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Yeah, so could you chat a bit about you, you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got involved with Humane Action? Yeah, so I am from Steubenville, Ohio, which is about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, but um, I've been in Pittsburgh essentially since I was 18 because I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, my real job, I guess, if you want to call it that, is I am a math professor, um, mostly at Point Park University, but I love animals. And so maybe 15 years or so ago, I got involved very peripherally and animal protection just by volunteering at my local shelter. And then just as I learned more and more about animal issues, I started to branch out and uh, get involved in helping farm animals since they are the most abused animals on the planet in terms of numbers and in terms of severity. And just kind of was looking for ways to get more involved. And about six years ago, I came across Humane Action Pittsburgh. Our founder, Brian Bonsteel, was holding the very first meeting of the organization in a church basement. And so I went to see what it was all about. And I felt like the organization really spoke to me because they were interested in protecting all animals and their methods, I felt like just made so much sense to me in terms of, you know, we're not a group that protests. We understand that maybe there's a time and a place for that, but we really try to focus on building relationships. And so through relationship building and professionalism and just making connections, we've been able to, to pass, I think we're at 16 local laws. And, you know, we work with national organizations and, and state organizations and, you know, many, many community organizations around the Pittsburgh area to just try to give animals a voice. Um, so that's just, I guess, my background in a nutshell. <laughs> That's amazing. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting, too, because, you know, nonprofits are all about the relationship building and your work is so grounded in that. And I think that's why you've been so successful so far. Yeah, I think so. We've really made it a point to stay completely nonpartisan. So we work with a lot of legislators and we work with legislators on both sides of the aisle. Um, and, you know, we do talk with people in the industry and try to build relationships with them. And, and I think that that's something that was kind of lacking with other animal organizations that I encountered. Um, a lot of them, I, I think, tend to uh, kind of be based a little bit more on, on conflict. And we try to bridge the gap to show people that we can be reasonable, we can be professional, we can be nonpartisan. So those are values that are really important to us. Absolutely. And so how has COVID impacted the work that you do? Um, you know, so many nonprofits have been have been struggling. And when we think about how animals have been impacted by COVID, uh, what has your experiences been like? Yeah, well, we've, we've been working harder than ever, but it is difficult to get 
some people to take our issues seriously right now because people are just so busy in dealing with COVID, which we completely understand. But of course, animals are still suffering. And in some ways, they're suffering um, even worse than before. Uh, so we want to make sure that they're not being completely neglected. And then I'm sure like all organizations, you know, our fundraising has taken a hit. We typically have a yearly gala that we, we had to cancel. We decided not to do it virtually. We used to hold community meetings every six weeks where members of the general public could come and, and hear about what we're doing. And also we would give homework that just, you know, the average busy person can do. So, you know, call your legislators and ask them to co-sponsor this bill or that bill. And we first moved things to Zoom, but we found our attendance really dropped. I think people are just kind of Zoomed out. And so, uh, you know, probably just similar struggles to what other nonprofits are going through. Um, but we're hoping that, you know, maybe in 2021, when a vaccine is more available, that, you know, animals can become more of a priority to legislators and policymakers again. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite memory of, um, you know, during your time of working with Humane Pittsburgh? Yeah, actually, that's a really easy question for me to answer. Uh, one of the first priorities that Humane Action set six years ago was we wanted to get rid of animal circuses in town. Um, at the time, we had the Ringling Brothers and the Shriner Circus and a couple other smaller ones that would come to town on occasion. And as most people listening, I'm sure know, it's just a very, very cruel industry. I mean, these animals are just beaten and broken um, stolen from their mothers at a young age, you know, live in chains. I, I won't go on just because it is so terrible. Um, and without going into a 20 minute story, uh, we were able to get rid of the circus after about a three year struggle. We had many rewrites of the bill. Um, we had so many people working against us, like the Shriners, Ringling Brothers, the Pittsburgh Zoo, believe it or not. Um, just some really, really powerful foes, unfortunately. And I remember being at the city council meeting where they were finally voting on our bullhook plus ban, which essentially just bans instruments that inflict pain on these circus animals. And you can't hold a circus without these pain inflicting instruments. Um, and we got the vote. And I just remember breaking down because it had been such a struggle and there were so many times when we wanted to give up and we just didn't think we could do it and I remember standing outside the city county building on that day you know taking pictures and thanking the council members and it was just it, it really just made everything that we had been working for worth it and I think that's one of the the struggles that humane action sometimes has you know we're not a rescue organization we're not the humane society you know, we aren't taking in stray animals and helping them find homes. I think sometimes it's it's tough because a lot of our struggles take, a lot of our campaigns take years really to see progress. And so that's something I think that the, the general public sometimes doesn't understand, um, you know, why are we a worthy organization? But it's things like finally getting the circus out of town, I think that show why there's a need for groups like ours. Absolutely. That's incredible. And what year was that, that you guys um, had that passed by city council? It passed in December, 2017. Um, the Shriners actually sued the city 
and were granted mm -hmm. a stay by a judge because they had an existing contract for 2018. So the last time that a circus actually performed in the city was, uh, I think it was in May or sometime in, in 2018. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. And you're exactly right. It's those things that take, take years. And that's sometimes what I find interesting too about nonprofits. A lot of times we talk about the fast paced nature, but there's so many where it's, it can be very slow, even with grants when you're waiting for foundation responses and things. It's a, it's really interesting. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, what would you say maybe to a donor or someone who wants to get involved with the organization? What opportunities are there and how can people really support the work you're doing? Well, we always need money. <laughs> we have several really exciting uh, campaigns that we're hoping to roll out in 2021, mostly built on education. Um, you know, from uh, our No Plastic Please campaign that's looking to assist restaurants with switching to more sustainable alternatives, uh, like compostables instead of the single-use plastic takeout items that you get. We're looking to do a citywide advertising campaign on humane harassment techniques for wildlife. So rather than if you have a raccoon in your yard, rather than calling animal control and having them come out and trap the animal and by state law, if they trap the animal, they have to kill it. Uh, we're looking to educate people on more humane alternatives. Um, we've got so many other things going on, uh, but yeah, they all require uh, money. So if anybody wants to donate, you can do so at our website. We also have a lot of volunteer opportunities. Most of them are listed on our website at humaneactionpittsburgh.org. And we have volunteer opportunities ranging from people that you know, maybe you just want to give a few hours a month to people that want to give a few hours a week. Um, and if there's not an opportunity that looks like it fits your skill set, you know, we always say we will take on as much as we can with the manpower that we have. So, you know, if somebody has another way to contribute that's not listed necessarily, we're definitely open to that. Um, and even if you want to just uh, follow us on Facebook, we're at Humane Action Pittsburgh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But we post action items from time to time. Like for example, there's a big vote today in the US House um, on a bill that would ban the private ownership of exotic big cats, like the Tiger King type people. And so people, if they wanna follow us or come to our meetings, you know, they can learn about ways that they can contribute that are really just minimal time effort. Like just call your legislator and ask them to vote yes on this bill. That's amazing. Is there anything else that you want to have um, listeners know about or anything else on your mind that you want to share? Um, oh, I should have had an answer to that question ready because I think you told me that was one of the ones you were going to be asking <laughs> me, but now my mind is blank. Um, I think just, you know, it, a lot of the times people think that because we are an organization that works for all animals, uh, you have to be vegan or a vegetarian. Um, we are a vegan organization, but we, you definitely don't have to be vegan or vegetarian to get involved. Um, we work on campaigns related to puppy mills, birds, reptiles, farm animals, um, cats and rabbits, really just any animal you can think of. Um, and we also have uh, our No Plastic Please campaign, which is more focused on eliminating or reducing single-use plastic. So even if you're not vegan, um, you're still welcome in our organization and there's still meaningful ways that you can contribute. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us and for all the work that you do. It's so important and it's really incredible. So thank you. 
Thanks for having me, Ashley.